What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. So Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah, is um, picked by the Chicago Bears. Let me tell you what our lad said about Jalen Johnson. A junior entry, a two-year starter from Fresno, California. He was the second-team All-American and first-team All-Pac-12 in 2019. Has experience as a hard-nosed corner and plays both sides, both off and press. Uh, Shows a variety of technique and is very effective from the press alignment. Uh, Quick with his pedal, keeping a tight cushion and normally maintains inside leverage. Can be reactive or jam in press disrupting receivers take off and route. Let me see. It also says can be physical with off and two hand jam fluid in press and bail coming off the pedal into the lateral run. Uh, Lastly, it says quick to the undercut route. Uh, and also a solid mirror ability. Uh, so we will go now to Tom Waddle, uh, who also has a solid mirror ability. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that rear view, or what, what mirror ability did you have as a player? Uh, listen, my mirror's been knocked off because I'm a bad driver. The mirror's on both sides of my car. I mean, you've seen me try to navigate down the street. Yes, <laughs> i got no I mirrors left. <laughs> so, so, the, so we talk about needs, right? And so yeah. at the corner, the Bears are able to get a corner here in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I'd be lying to you if I if I said to you, "Well, I got a, a firm grasp of who Jalen Johnson is." I don't, but he does fill a need, as you mentioned, Jonathan. Uh, listen, when Prince of Mukamura was let go, you you brought in the kid from 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 the CFL. They like Kevin Tolliver. I'm not so sure they have him pegged as being a starter. But Kyle Fuller's been a standout for them. Kyle Fuller, fortunately for the Bears, has also been very, very healthy. So you could not have gone into this season with just Kyle Fuller and no one else you felt comfortable with. So hes I, I agree with your theme for the night, Jonathan, that these guys, I know they're young. I know that they're the 43rd and the 50th pick of the draft. they got to play this year. They just have to. I mean, this team is built to win now, and they need these guys to contribute. And... um you know, I, I, I think that this is a spot where a young man could step in, and he's got to prove himself. There's no question about that. But this is tailor-made for a young rookie cornerback to step in and actually uh, take over as a starter. And, oh, by the way, he's got the cushion or the luxury of arguably the most ferocious pee-in-your-pants-causing front seven in the, in the NFL. <laughs> right. So, I mean, look – Every corner is going to have any, – any corner in the league that's asked to cover for more than four seconds is going to get beat. I don't care if it's Deion Sanders, it's you know whoever it is. So the pass rush that, that this Bears front seven should be able to provide is definitely going to be a benefit for a young cornerback. And th- this is not something I would say, Tom, if, I, if the Bears weren't throwing so, money, so much money out in free agency. See, that's yeah. the whole thing. Like the, the teams that don't have to spend that much in free agency that get it right with the draft, you trust those teams. Like, well, you know what? You drafted well, and now you can re- resign your own guys. That was almost the Ted Thompson rule uh, with right. the Packers. They didn't go into free agency very often when he was the GM because he always drafted well. And so, and of course, that philosophy has changed a little bit in Green Bay and somewhat. But when you're saying, "Oh, oh my God!" So the Leonard Floyd thing you didn't work out. Well, well, I need Robert Quinn now. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you threw money at him. Oh, Trevathan. Oh, well, we got to get him back here, even though Kwiatkowski 
Kukowski's making the same money as Trevathan, and, and, and Kukowski was the younger the younger asset, but yet yeah. they went with Trevathan, and it, that's fine. But you're going with Graham, you have to trade for Foles. It, it's, um, it, it's really Band-Aids that you're trying to put on this franchise to make sure that you're upright. Yeah, it's what we talked about a few minutes ago. I mean, the unfortunate thing here is, is look, I, I think Cole Komet is a nice addition to this team. He's their 10th tight end, as we talked about, but he's probably their best tight end at this yes. point. Um, he's, he's, you know, every scouting report I read says that he's going to have to improve his blocking, which is a concern because Jimmy Graham isn't going to block anybody, and you have an, uh, an offense that really failed to create any space in the running game. So, I, I mean, I don't see that they've gotten significantly better uh, up front trying to create lanes for guys to run. So I, I think Cole Komet's going to be a nice addition. You'll see a lot of two tight end sets. Now he's going to be a good pass catcher. But from a, a you know a, a running game perspective, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet are not going to move people off the ball. So, um, you know, with that's, I, and like I said before, the one thing that bothers me most is, is, is this is a make good pick because – because you whiffed on Adam Shaheen and you signed Jimmy Graham because you whiffed on Trey Burton. And if you keep chasing your tail like this, you know, you're ultimately you're going to start the race today. And when it ends tomorrow, you're going to be in the same spot. So, you know, it's listen. And with that in mind, I mean, look, Jalen Johnson may turn out to be a great football player. Again, they, they addressed a position of need. A tight end was still a possession of need, despite the number of people on the roster. So I, I give them credit for addressing those two spots. Um, now let's just see if these guys can come in and contribute uh, early the way both of us think that they have to. Tom Waddle from Waddle and Sylvie with me, Jonathan Hood, on the 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app brought to you by White Claw. So, Tom, by the, the way, next- John- Jonathan, I yeah. want to be on Jerry Jones's $250 million yacht right now. I'm just, I wanted to add that. I just saw a picture of him <laughs> sitting on a, the couch in front just once. I just want to be on there to see what it's like. This, you know, it, it's interesting in, in this social media era that we live in, Tom, where people are just looking to find things to bitch about and pick apart. Listen, this is when we see, when we see Jerry Jones on his yacht and, and comfortable. Oh, when we see the Arizona uh, Cardinals coach, uh, Clay Kingsbury, I mean that. I mean that is living the life, right? Yes, there, you know? I love it. You live. I the love life. everything about it. I'm not going to be this jealous guy that screams, "Hey, why don't you hide that from everybody?" This is a difficult <laughs> time. We all know it's a difficult time. You know, but I love seeing seeing the house that Cliff Kingsbury has been able to afford. I think it's funny that Jerry Jones is sitting on the couch. It looks like someone's house. It's a quarter of a billion dollar yacht. Yes, <laughs> you gotta love. Hey, by, hey, by the way, it's a television event, so show the right. best you can on television. Yes. You know, I mean, nothing like against it. nothing against the boroughs. I just don't know if I want to sit on that bad couch from twenty years, <laughs> last twenty years. I mean, my God, that that Renaissance couch hey. they had. I mean, it's the boroughs for God's sakes. But how about the house that Saban built for for two in the family? How great oh. was that? That looked nice. That was really good. I, yeah. I don't know why they didn't have a good. They should have a big smile on their face. It seemed very. Very, very downtrodden. I mean, yeah. hey, listen, you're in that house. Look at that. I mean, that, that yeah. place looked like a bar. You see it the wood, great. the woodwork in there. I wanted to move in. <laughs> I, just, I, I wanted to. Be, I wanted to be the third uh, tongue of Iowa brother that could play quarterback for Alabama if I could go back in time. You will. You'll, you'll wear a lay to be able to stay there for a week, won't you? Of course, just walk I around. 
I do it now. <laughs> so, so as you mentioned, you had to be able to shore up the uh, the secondary for the Bears. The Artie Burns pick. Artie Burns is more of a special teamer than probably a, a player for yeah. them. So, so what's that say for um, for like a Kevin Tolliver? Yeah, you know, I mean a guy that's on the come, I guess, for the Bears, but not maybe not the guy. Yeah, you need depth. You know, I, I mean, I don't think Buster Screen is. They're not going to ask him to do. You know, play out on the edge. They they brought him here to be a, a nickel cornerback, and I think they, they're comfortable with him there. Uh, you're going to see six. 60 Bs at times. Uh, you're going to need to have depth there. These guys also, cornerback position is one where you're going to get a lot of contributions on special teams as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's more likely that Kevin Tolliver will play a bigger role than Artie Burns. I think Artie Burns kind of, you know, I mean, it, it just didn't work out for him in, in Pittsburgh. And I think he found himself inactive for the for the majority of the last several games of the season this past year. Um Look, I don't blame them for for taking a flyer on him, but I don't expect my expectation is isn't that he's in a he's in the rotation for for them on in the secondary. Trevon Diggs uh, from Alabama, the corner, goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I just saw that. Clock. I just saw that, and you know what? I mean, like I, I, you watch so much more college football than me, but I look at what the Dallas Cowboys did, and I say to myself, you know, as a Bears fan, I'm I'm a little bit jealous because their their wide receiver. Uh, and and their cornerback, I think, were the names that people recognize a little bit more. Uh, you know, I think people probably know who they are more than the guys the Bears have selected. Yeah. Oh well. You know, I mean, Kometa's the best of the best at tight end. So, so I mean, it's it's not like Belichick taking the kid from Lenore College or whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And, and and by the way, that kid best on the board also. At right. The, so I mean, no surprise. Uh, Cam Akers, Florida State running back, uh, goes to the Rams. By the way. Tom, I've made this parallel with the Bears and the Rams in that with the with the Rams, okay, so the Bears were believing that they could be able to ride the wave of offense, new offense with Matt Nagy, Trubisky would be the guy. And you see what the Rams have done here with the Rams a couple of years ago in the position to get to the Super Bowl. You know, you, you see uh, what McVay can bring as a head coach, Goff as a quarterback, and they just got skunked in a bowling shoe ugly game uh, in the in the Super Bowl, and you think, okay, well maybe they'll be back there next year. Yeah. So, so now look, right? So Todd Gurley's not there, and they've paid so much money for Goff to the yeah. point where the Bears were there at twelve and four, had to take a couple of steps back. The Rams, same way, Super Bowl. Not in the playoffs, and now what? It just it just shows you how fleeting the NFL really is. Yeah, I mean, it makes what the the New England Patriots have been able to do just even that much more amazing. Because getting, as everyone says, you get to the top of the mountain, it's very difficult to stay there. Some would argue it's even more difficult to stay there. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons were in the Super Bowl, you know, three four years ago, and. You know, they get on the roller coaster, and they've been in a valley uh, more than they've been uh, on a peak. So, um, and, and you're right, the Bears the same way, Jonathan, that, you know, 12-4. and four, Were they a 12-4 and four team? Yeah, yeah, they were because that's what the record said. Mm-hmm. Did, did you think that they were an elite team at the time? They were an elite defense, but they were a struggling offense. I'll say this, last year at 8-8, eight and eight, I thought that was the, the, the most 5-11, and 8-8 uh, eight eight season I've ever seen. Because, I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks they beat, and I give them all the credit in the world, they won eight games. That was like a five-win season to me, if you look in, down deep and you watch the film. 
Yeah, so. only, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, Jalen Hurts, by the way, in the green room in his own home, waiting to uh, to be selected. You know what? He's gonna he's gonna make some teams pay. I'll give him credit, Tom, because it's not just one team. It was two different systems that he ran at yeah. Alabama and Oklahoma. So it's not just he's just a, a one trick pony. I think Jalen Hurts can really be a, a nice player for someone. I don't know where he's going to fall, but he's still waiting here in the uh, in the second round. Yeah, and I don't think it was a, a real you know gimmicky offense. I think he had as good or nearly as good as any quarterback in this draft's accuracy pushing the ball down the field. Like his down the field accuracy and completion percentage this year was really impressive. So I, I think you're right, Jonathan. I think that here's a kid that. You know, I, I think that maybe some of the struggles at, at Alabama and facing the adversity that he did, having to turn that thing over to Tua, may have helped him a little bit. But his season with Oklahoma was spectacular this year. So now when you look at the picks, Tom, with uh, with the Bears moving forward, you, I mean, it's almost a must that you take a look at that offensive line, right? I told J.D. earlier, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about the right side of that line. He's concerned about the entire line. And I just I think, yeah, I mean, it's like – the backup for Leno, there's really nobody there. James, you know, Daniels, uh, uh, Coward, uh, Bobby Massey. I think they got to hit that at least a couple times, I would think, in this draft. Yeah, you, they added Jermaine Effetti, uh, who has never lived up to his first-round draft billing. Uh, Spriggs is a kid that I think was drafted in the second round, I believe, out of Indiana by the Packers in 16, but I believe he was on injured reserve all of last year, really hasn't. Hasn't developed. They'll add some depth with him. But I, I'm with you. Look, Bobby Massey's not getting any younger. Uh, uh, Charles Leno Jr. was probably the better of the two tackles. And, and he's he's okay. I, like, I would live with Jar- Charles as your right tackle, but someone who's more accomplished on the left side. That would be, that would be more desirable for me. But I'm with you. I, I think there's a lot of belief up at Hallis Hall, just my speculation, that they feel the change in the coaching staff. You know, going to Juan Castillo, who has familiarity with with, with Matt Nagy and has familiarity with Bill Lazor and, and with, with Flip and those guys, I think that there's an internal belief that they're just going to be better because they've got a new system, a new coach, and it just won't, you know, they won't be as bad this year as they were last year. I, and I think that that could be a dangerous assumption for them to be making. Cole Komet, uh, the tight end for the Bears, and then they go with Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah. Um, Tom, I appreciate it as always, my friend. Let's see what else the Bears do for the rest of uh, today and tomorrow. Well, maybe, got maybe it. will Pace move in here and maybe another pick in the <sighs> second, third I, round? Maybe I, I, I don't think so because he'd have to give up so much for it. You've got a fifth. You've got two sixths, as you said. You've got two sevenths. I mean, you've got five picks left. you got next year. I don't know that they have the, the draft currency at this point to move back in, but we'll see. I mean, I would never say never with Ryan Pace, that's for sure. Expect the un, unexpected. As we've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom, thank you, my friend. You got it, Jonathan. Have a great weekend. It is uh, Tom Waddle from Waddle & Sylvie spending some time with us talking to us about the uh, the Bears and the draft picks that they've taken uh, with Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah, as well as Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame. Jalen Hurts goes to the Eagles. So Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Oklahoma, goes to the Eagles. Howie Roseman, the uh, general manager for the Eagles, strikes again. Very strong organization, and so they get Jalen Hurts a quite an asset, as, as Tom and I were talking about. 
Uh, Oklahoma and Alabama ran those two programs very well as a quarterback for both of those uh, teams. So open phone lines for you. If you're listening to the show right now and you know what the Bears have done, Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. How do you look at what the Bears have done in the draft? Let's get your thoughts here. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Let's get your thoughts. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Do you like what the Bears have done here? They went tight end, and they went corner here in round number two of the NFL draft right here on ESPN 1000.